We need a catchphrase. I have a catchphrase. Okay. I'm okay. listening. Okay. Uh, it's, uh, let's say our name. Say our name. I'm Eric Schwartz. No, no. I mean, the name of our podcast. Like, I'm going to say the catchphrase. You say the, the name of the podcast. Okay. Dumb Comic Creators. The only indie comics podcast. That's not true, though. Yeah, but our listeners don't know that. Well, they're coming to us. They're going to think that they're the only indie. We have we have smart listeners. Why would they not know that? (laughs) I don't know. uh, Why do people listen to anything? Because they think it's the only thing. Hey, Keegan, I have a question. Have you heard of something? uh, It's a it's it's a weird thing. It's called Google. And so if you were probably to Google, I'm going to Google something really quickly. But maybe our listeners haven't heard of Google. That's what I'm saying. Okay, maybe they use Yahoo. But even I think Yahoo. Wait, say our name again. Dumb comic creators. Right. So uh, if we're dumb, then our catchphrase assumes that uh, is a dumb catchphrase. You know, it's like uh, we're the only indie podcast about comic books. The only indie comic book podcast. Literally Uh, the only one. 11 o'clock comics podcast, elsewhere exchange, comic book noise family, AIPT comics, Greek history lessons, comic crusaders podcast. May I continue? Please do Wolf. until you get to our guest podcast. <laughs> Wolf Den Live, the Escape Comics podcast, Cheers to Comics, Long Box Radio podcast, panel to panel, comic timing podcast. You gotta do some <laughs> SEO, George. Yeah. Comic books weekly. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Stop, Eric. Stop. You're embarrassing me right now. <laughs> and finally, Catch the And finally, Catch the Grace Tom podcast. There you go. And, there you and go. then if you keep on scrolling down, we're not on the list. I'm still not wrong. <laughs> I'm still not wrong. We are the only indie comic book podcast. Well, according to this, we're the only one not on the list. So I See? Guess we- <laughs> See? No. That means that we're so... We don't even make a list. A list of from where? Where's this list from? Fake news. Player.fm podcast slash indie dash comics. Well, yeah, no, I, we're we're on we're in the the science section of your podcast uh, library. You have to we're we're right next to the like podcast about geodes. Oh, okay. I looked in the wrong spot. My bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All our oh. SEO is based on geodes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, so <laughs> we said so. Since I've proven by fact that it's not true. We should use it. No, it's okay. not. We're I, not. No, we don't. You lie. always say no to everything. You Well, I say yes to the successful ones. We've yet to have one. All right. Who, what's your name? <laughs> what's my name? My name's Eric Schwartz. What's I'm your Keegan name? Shiner. And together we are? Podcasting. No. Together... <laughs> Who are we? Yes, we are. We are podcasting. You are technically correct, but it's also just not what I meant. You knew what I meant. Listen to me. We are podcasting. Yes. I'm we're also breathing. Creators. Together we are pod- breathing. Okay. Is that what we're also doing? We're together we're breathing. We're okay. not breathing like on each other. We're in separate you know, buildings. It's so weird that people even do intros to podcasts because everyone has to look up the podcast in order to start playing the episode. Like why are names even involved in podcasts anymore? So people know how to. There should be no introductions. I, I'm just I'm throwing out the rule book. No more introductions at all. Well, we all, we start need a catchphrase to like say like, "Hey, we're doing this." Okay. Yeah, the catchphrase is like, "Yeah, we're the only comic indie comic podcast." No, that's not a catchphrase though. Okay. Yes, it is. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah, it's our catchphrase. I yeah, we agree. say it to everyone. 
we've said it to one person and he's already he's already like shaking his head no why speaking, is that why is that <laughs> speaking shaking his head no we have special guest jorge george Magagaga. no you stopped doing yeah. this bit and i brought it back <laughs> So say it's, it's, uh, it's 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 George Medina, but that, George that, Medina. Close enough, Eric. Exactly. We knew that. Eric knew that. It's not funny. It's not a hard name to pronounce. George Medina. I don't look at the name and go, oh no. I look at the name and say George Medina, but oh, I get my man. shits and giggles where I can get them. So thanks for coming on our podcast. Thanks for coming on a podcast. Dude, th- 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 thank you for having me. You guys are amazing, man. This yeah. is great. I'm I glad to be a part a, of this. I know this is a new experience for you, you know, being on a comic book podcast. So yes. Yes. We'll, we'll take it yes. slow. Thank you. Thank you. So uh, usually the hosts ask questions, uh, but um, <laughs> nope, tonight we're not going to mix that up. We're going to ask questions. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so you run a podcast about comic books, indie comic books. Um, yes. Yes. Uh, it's uh, called Catch the Craze. Catch the Craze. It came up on your fiftieth uh, name that you read on your on your Google <laughs> search. There, yeah, yeah, that's us. That's so us. way better than what we're doing. Yeah, yeah, we're we're not even the top one hundred. I kept on looking. You just kept on saying nope, 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 nope. Yeah, yeah, no. So we have, yeah, so we have a podcast called Catch the Craze, where we interview um, all kinds of independent artists, whether it's a comic book artist, musician, magician, puppeteer. Anything that's independent uh, and it's out there, we uh, we try to catch them on the show and uh, interview them. So yeah, we've been doing that for for a few years now. And it's, it's it's fun, man. It's great just to go out there and meet new people, and you know how it is, talk and you know BS with people. It's great. How how'd you start? How'd you start that? How'd you? Why did you want to start that podcast? So this, I mean, okay. So I'm an old ass dude. So. We started, uh, my, my buddy and I, uh, Samuel Vera, we started the podcast back in 2003, before podcasting was cool. Like we were like the only, <laughs> it was us, Comic Geek Speak and like some other um, podcasters. And, and you had to um, mail it to people, right? Dude, we, we were recording it on like the, the big VHS, you know, the camcorders oh, wow. with the little VHS tapes inside of it. We were like hanging it up from above and like we were talking, like it was, it was just very, very, very old school. And um yeah, so we started it be- as a way to promote ourselves as independent comic book creators. And we figured the best way to do it would be to kind of like interview ourselves, talk about what we're doing with our comics and get the word out there. And um, and then we started interviewing other indie uh, artists, you know, at the time. And we, 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 we got a little following. And then uh, my partner decided, you know, he was going to he was going to leave the business for a little while you know personal issues or whatever and so you know he was away for about 10 years he wasn't locked up i, I made that shit sound really bad like he is not like he got locked up somewhere he was he just had to take care of some stuff and um and so he came back he came he, he came back about two 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 or three years ago came back and we started it up again and then you know we're using oh, now cool. the, the more updated you know programs we got microphones and headphones and obs and all that stuff we were talking about before and uh, yeah, so we're back. So we're back. So Catch the Craze is back. We do it on YouTube. We go um, we go live occasionally, I mean, about once a month. And then we also do some promotions for like Kickstarters and stuff like that for the like, people who have Kickstarters. And yeah, it's been fun, man. We're, we're, uh, we're, we just did our 300th episode. So yeah, wow, we've been doing cool. it. Oh, wow, great. Oh, yeah. yeah, thank you, man. That's so cool. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Get off this podcast. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh <laughs> 
So we we read a couple of your comics though. Um, oh, we read yeah. Wonder Duck, The Adventures of Wonder Duck, and yes. so you're you're a comic book writer. Correct. Correct. Oh, cool. Yeah, I um I actually that was what I was doing before we even did the podcasting. We were um I'm you know I'm a comic book uh, writer. I, I started out as an artist, and my artwork just wasn't up to par. I think you guys have the uh, Rust Five Three Seven Seven, which is the other comic book. That was actually my first comic oh. um, that I decided to go and self-publish and, and and do the whole thing. And I did I did the original artwork on it, like the original. Okay. You know, this is the what what you have now is like a revamped version of it, but oh, I did okay. the original. Okay. And I decided, you know what, this doesn't look too good. So <laughs> let me let me hire some some artists to do it. I was I got lucky. I found some artists in the Philippines. Big Cat Studios was was their name, and they they did this this book for me. It was it was a six issue mini series, which is obviously completed. It's on my website, and um, so that was the beginning of it. So I did that cool. back in like 1999. I started writing it, and then I published it. Um, I brought it back in like 2014. And so I've been selling okay. the graphic novel ever since. And uh, I recently just put it on Webtoons. So Rust 5377 is a Webtoons now. Oh, and cool. I'm putting out every chapter uh, quarterly. So I'm going to put it out there quarterly. Oh, the cool. first one came out just this August, just uh, just this month. And then How's that going on Webtoons? Like, has the is there a transition or um, like, did you have to re re-edit it sort of? Um, so yeah, so 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 the website asks you to resize it. So like not mm -hmm. not completely. Like there are people who actually take each panel and post each panel by itself. I did it a uh, full page. So if you have a okay. tablet, you know, you turn, you know, you turn your tablet like to read it. You, you can just you literally can just read it on your tablet. The way I almost like the way I send it to you in the PDF form. Uh, okay. Same thing. It's yeah. it's it's easy to read that way. So yeah, so that's why I'm putting. That's why I'm putting everything, you know, I'm doing six episodes quarterly, so it's going to stretch it out. But that's the reason why I did it that, that way, because otherwise, you know, I'd have to splice every single. And the way the, the book is, it, it's not an easy trend. You know, it's not just an easy thing to splice it. it, it it'll cut it all up and I would have to redo it all over again. So that's why I, I did it that way. And I also think it's just easier to read that way. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, what, what made you turn the webtoons or um, like? Yeah. So. I think you're our so first I, webtoon, maybe not our first, but like first person to really talk about webtoons. Yeah. yeah. So I'm new to this webtoon. So basically, so I, I've had my, my book on, um, I, a long time ago, I printed it out in single issues. So I have like all, all single issues printed out, I printed out through Kablam, as you can see. And so I was doing that. I, I was selling that at the, at, you know, a few years back. Then I compiled it all into into a graphic novel. So then it became a graphic novel. I, and I was selling the graphic novel that way. And then I went into iTunes. And if you go to iTunes, you can purchase it yeah, on iTunes. You can buy it on iTunes. But then I was at a we were at a convention not too long ago, uh, ZoloCon in PA. I don't know if you guys ever heard okay. of it. We were there and uh, this little kid came up to the table and was like, hey, you know, we had another title on the table. And they were like, you know what? This would look really cool on, on, on Webtoons. And we're like, yo, you're so <laughs> old, bro. Like, wow. It was like this little kid was like, what are you guys doing? Get on Webtoons. I was like, you know what? I need to get on Webtoons. So like sure card enough. Too? He's like, here's my business card. You know how to contact me? <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> and he became your manager. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so she set it and up. And now I'm um, represented by a 12-year-old, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, so they were like, you know, you can put this on, on Webtoon. So so sure enough, I got on there. I mean, it was really easy just to set up your account. But on Webtoons, and then, you know, 
this is like everything it's it's a you know it's a business you know you you want to actually make some you want to do this for a living so you don't do the nine to five that you have to do to you know make ends meet or whatever so to do that on webtoons or to get any kind of monetary um you know just advance on it you do have to have a pretty large following they don't mess around you got you need like at least a thousand um subscribers and your thing's got to be read at least i think it's like forty thousand times got to be read so there is there is like there are goals you have to achieve in order to wow. actually make some cash out of this thing so it's important for you to go out there and just keep promoting yourself say hey i have this thing on webtoons go subscribe go subscribe go subscribe so so that that's what i'm in now it's the grind you know of uh, yeah. of getting the subscribers and getting the, the the views and getting you know everything read and stuff like that so i think this was just uh, just the progression of being an independent artist and getting your stuff out there you never know who's going to read this thing and who's going to say hey you know what i kind of like this you know i'm looking for something you know whether it's on netflix or on all these streaming services that they have right now yeah so yeah because i i don't think for i've always and i've always said this even as an independent comic book creator i don't think that the money's made in comics right i think the money's made in the licensing deals, the t-shirts, the cartoons, the toys, you know, that's where like you, Todd McFarlane, Todd McFarlane was like, yo, dude, I love doing comics. That's my thing. You know, I'm Todd McFarlane, but I know that I have to go create this toy line and I know I have to go get this cartoon and I know I got to go get this movie in order for me to really make any serious money and be able to go out there and buy this, you know, this baseball um, that I bought <laughs> at an auction for $2 million. You know what I mean? Like he, he just knew, he just knew, he, yeah. he, you know, he, he had that foresight. And I, and I, and I believe that I think that that's as much as I love comics and as much, as much as I love the industry, I think that, you know, if you really want to make it, if you really want to do this for a living, unless you're a phenomenal artist writer, I think the money really is made, you know, if you're an indie, just expanding that universe outside of just comics. You know? Oh, interesting. That's a new take, isn't it, Eric? Yeah, actually, the first time we've heard that. Most times, people like you just gotta get the comics being sold. Kind of get the comics being sold. Never we heard like, yeah, get the make sure you write something <laughs> decent. Make sure it looks good. But you know, you want to make some of this. I'm shaking my hand for the money symbol for those that are listening to the podcast, which is but most people. Most people. <laughs> it is a podcast. It is a podcast. <laughs> but you want to make some of the moolah moolah. You know, you gotta. Sh- sell outside the comics though so. yeah 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 you forgot to mention too uh keegan the only in the comic book podcast right there. this is our yeah, yeah. yeah. it's not eric, just the podcast eric said we can't use that uh just oh, okay, okay. Uh, i i didn't say we can't use that i said we shouldn't use that like i i I'm not like i can't force you to do it. if you like start deciding to introduce each show it's your like show that. too what are you talking about well, I'm saying like I can't stop you. You're in a separate room, a separate building. I can't physically stop you. You could not do the podcast. I would be very upset if we did it. I, I would disagree, but I can't like physically stop you. This makes no sense. <laughs> it makes perfect sense. Eric said we shouldn't do it. I said we shouldn't do it. Not that we couldn't you, do it. Totally you. separate things. Good. Okay. Good enough. Good enough. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so we had some psycho on our show that said that oh, oh, you yes. could, uh, I mean, uh, sorry, we had psycho on our show who said that you could just knock on any door and talk mm-hmm. to whoever you want. So have you talked to Netflix or uh, Amazon Prime no. or? 
No, no, no. I haven't gone that psycho yet. I okay. I kind of want to I want to have I want to have some numbers built up so I can knock on the door with some stuff to show them say, "Hey, I'm crazy, but I'm not that crazy where I know that you can't make money off of this shit. Look, I can actually make money off of this. So here it is. So no, I haven't done that yet. I, I know that he's a big proponent of that stuff, man. Just knocking that door. And it's true. It's, it's, you know, he's right. You, you do need to just, you know, say, Hey man, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to knock some doors down and I'm going to make them listen to me. So I, yeah, yeah, that is, you know, that is something that you need to do. I, I just feel like you have to have all your duck in, ducks in a row. And I think that that's part of like also my personality when it comes to this kind of stuff. I think I take this stuff a little too maybe 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 i'm a little too safe and now i'm like psychoanalyzing myself but um maybe you know i need to do a little more do we stuff. do that on the show is this uh you know i don't know yeah, i feel like i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm on a couch right now um <laughs> so uh yeah no no but I, I think that that is important i think you do need to to step out of your comfort zone and go out there and start knocking on some doors i uh I, it's funny. I'm, I met John talking about some of the indies that were back in the days when we were doing the podcast. John was one of those guys. Like I met John many, many years ago. And it's funny because only recently are we only working on something together, which is that little crossover we're doing with the adventures of wonder duck, which is the other title that I, um, that I'm producing right now. Actually, I have a copy of the graphic novel. I sent you guys just the first chapter, but the, the book is actually an 88 page graphic novel. Oh, that, wow. um, is, is is out right now through um through India uh through Darkfire Press. Darkfire okay. Press is the publisher okay. who picked it up. JM DeSantis is very nice guy. He actually picked it up and we and, and we're selling this. You can actually get it online on uh on you know Barnes and Nobles, on oh, cool. uh on Amazon. Yeah, the, the links would be on my website. But yeah, so so yeah, so the Adventures of Wonder Duck is a story that I created way back in the days. And we, you know, I'm sure Eric's gonna he was he was asking about that. I, I was a big fan of the Disney afternoon, dude. Like back in the days, I was a huge fan of like, you know, just, you know, um, Darkwing Duck and, you know, DuckTales and Gizmo Duck was my man. Like I, I, I loved that character. And I was like, you know what? I need a duck superhero, dude. Like I need one. <laughs> so I created Wonder Duck. And so when I went to copyright Wonder Duck, though, there, apparently there's a Wonder Duck from like back in the, I don't know, I think it was the 60s or 70s. So they wouldn't give me the copyright. So I had to add the adventures of Wonder Duck in order to get it copywritten for that. So this, so it became the adventures of Wonder Duck and that's what the book is. Uh, wow. So yeah, it's an eight, 88 page book. I have four chapters done on the book um, already. And, and the first chapter is the one you guys, um, I sent you guys to check it out. But um, yeah, yeah, it, it's basically the story of, um, of this duck. So as a, as a result of like a war in an alien planet, a super battle suit is discharged into space and it basically just smacks a duck in the head and transforms <laughs> transforms him into into wonder duck so yeah so so it's it's a fun story man it's 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 along the lines of those 22 minute cartoons and he's like an actor too right like he's an out of work doc yeah he's an out of work actor he's like down in the dumps he's like <laughs> about to end it all but i can't drown myself because i'm a duck and it won't happen <laughs> And just as he's about to do it, just about to, he's about to take that plunge, this suit comes from outer space and just bang, bangs him right in the head, and he becomes oh, uh, he becomes Wonder Duck. He becomes this, yeah, he becomes a superhero. So yeah, it's a fun story, man. I mean, he yeah. looks like Gizmo Duck, just like the way like his without the wheel, right? Yeah, without the wheel. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I was yeah. hoping he'd say the word bladder skite halfway through. <laughs> if you remember that, <laughs> oh man, Disney would have been all over me with, with, with that one, dude. <laughs> 
I'm like, I'm treading, I'm treading really lightly right now, even with the way he looks. But, you know, I, I again, I, I think that that part of uh, creating as, as a kid is, you know, you, you're so, you're so, you don't care, dude. Like, there's no fear when you're a kid, right? You go out there, you play with your, you don't care about what you're creating, who you're, who you're insulting. You don't, you really don't. And yeah. I think that's the most, that's the most like, like pure uh, form of creating is when you're playing these worlds in your head. And I, I think I created them at a time where I was like, I was this like naive kid who didn't give a crap. You know, it was the nineties and I was like, ah, I'm gonna take a wheel <laughs> off. If you, I, and I'm actually, so, I, so I'm gonna let you, let you guys in. So in the spring, I'm doing a Kickstarter for the continuation of the Ferrari takeover. So oh, part cool. two is cool. coming out in, um, in the spring. And within that campaign, I'm gonna have some of like the some of the actual uh, drawings that I did back in the '90s. Oh wow, uh, that's awesome! So you'll be able to see some of that stuff and how the the evolution of the character came about. So yeah. It's Wait, so did you did were you drawing comics? How how did you start in comics? How did you get into it? So all right, so I've always been a huge fan of just of creating worlds right when i was a little mm -hmm. kid I, I used to read a lot of comic strips though I, my, my thing was comic strips and i was born in ecuador i'm not you know i was born in ecuador i came here when i was seven years old okay and in ecuador though a lot of my aunts were art teachers and so i was always in always around artists and things like that so i was very curious about these comic strips and newspapers like this thing was cool man like i, I want to be able to do that but i never wanted to copy anybody else's so or i never wanted to work for marvel or dc as much as i loved yeah. Disney, or even disney as much as i loved all that stuff i never wanted to work for them so i wanted to create my own stuff so i would take spins on you know take a spin on something and, and change it up so i didn't get into really reading comics until i was like in the i don't know seventh grade or something like that and that's when i started oh, cool. getting into into reading comics and then i was taking a class um in the school of visual arts in the city and that's where I really got into, into drawing comics and using 11 by 17 sheets of paper at the time and scanning them and using Photoshop and doing all of that stuff. And that's when the, the actual creation of these, you know, of these comics started because I used to just draw them in like eight and a half by 11 sheets of paper, yeah, fold them in yeah, half. Yeah. And that was my comic. That was <laughs> yeah, it. it was that a, was my comic. A zine, right? Yeah, sort of. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So that was it. But no, but then I really got into you know, doing the whole developing the character, like all that other stuff. It, it didn't start until I was, I might've been maybe the year 2001. That's when okay. I really started, you know, saying, all right, I'm gonna take this a little more serious. I'm gonna start writing scripts. Writing, and, cool. You know, go, going going that route. So, yeah. And and you stopped drawing because... I Okay, so, all right. So what happened was, um, like I told you, I was putting out one, I was putting out Rust 5377 on my own. So I, I did yeah. the whole first issue. I drew the thing. I colored the thing. I lettered the thing. I printed it. We printed like 500 copies of that thing, right? We're like, we're going to be big, dude. We got to get a lot of <laughs> copies out there. We're going to be huge. We're going to be like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, dude. Like, we're going to be huge. So we printed out 500 copies. We, we sold a nice a nice amount. I send it out to get to get a, a like a, a, a critique of it, right? So I sent yeah. it out to a critic. Mm -hmm. The dude killed me bro he oh, no. just ripped me he's like the artwork is immature like the colors are garish it's you know like it, i was like wow like i i ain't i ain't bleep like i don't even know if i can curse here but i'm like i ain't so i was like go. this is crazy dude so i was like you know what pencils down i'm done right i, I was like i'm not drawing this 
I, I had like ideas for it. And I had the, the weird, the weird thing is, is that I had done issues one, two, and three, and I had hit a roadblock because I had never, I hadn't written anything down. Like I was just like, oh, I'm the artist uh. and writer and everything. So I'm just going to draw and write. And, and I had hit, and I had hit a complete roadblock. I was like, okay, what am I going with this? Thing? So when I read that, I was like, you know what? All right. All right. Cool. My, my art ain't all right. Fine. I'm going to write this thing though. I'm going to write it. I'm going to finish it. I'm going to get an artist. I'm going to hire somebody. That's fine. Cool. And I did. And so I hired these guys and they finished the book with a new, like I revamped the whole story. I changed the whole thing around and I got, and I finished the six issues and you have no idea how accomplished I felt. Dude. Like, and at this point and now I'm like, if you don't like it, I don't even give a shit. Dude. Like it's <laughs> out there now and it's yeah. finished. Yeah. But, but yeah, no, it hit me, man. I was like, yo, I'm yeah. So I always design my character so that there is no mistake as to who created it. Right. Yeah. Like I don't want the whole, you know, Stan Lee, Steve Ditko thing. Like I don't, you know, who created Spider-Man? Well, he created it, but this guy drew the, drew it. So he created the look, but Stan created it. Now I'm like, all right, cool. Let me just create the design of the character. Here's the story. Let me see what you do with that character. Oh, that looks cool. And then I approved the designs and then I'm like, all right, cool. But at least I know that I created the look of that character. That that's, it looks that way because I want it to look that way. Oh, cool. That's neat. Some of that ownership of my own. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of cool. Cause you have some artistic skill that yeah. you can add. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Now I will say, I will say there is going to be, so I, I, I mean, you know, again, we, we, we get a little, we get a little more brave. We get a little more, we get braver as we get older, I guess. So I decided <laughs> to actually for the Kickstarter campaign that one of the covers will be drawn by me. So I oh, cool. will be drawing for the first time in a long time. I will be drawing a cover for the, uh, so for the book. So one of the covers on the Kickstarter will be, uh, by me. So that's, that's going to be cool. Great. That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what is Russ about Russ, uh, 53? I mean, we read it. Uh, so I'm just, it, yeah, um, no, no. Yeah. Russ is the story of a young man who lives in a, lives in an orphanage. Now he thinks it's an orphanage, but there's more than meets the eye to this orphanage. And he's starting to have these nightmares. And in these nightmares, he's starting to have memories. Remember things. Things that he shouldn't remember because when he was a little boy at maybe five years old, they implanted a chip into his head to forget all these things. So now he's starting to remember. And the more he remembers, the more he realizes that he is not in the place he's supposed to be. And he decides it's time to escape. So, yeah. So, Russ 5377, I wrote that thing way back in the day. I used to work at a... Um, at a, at a group home at a kid uh you know oh, just okay. a home for kids oh. and i used to do the da data entry work i wasn't like a social work i just i worked in the like i was just put in oh the new kid came in let me put in his file and one of the files that came in was a kid by the name of uh nonami nonami and i was like oh that that's a cool name nonami yeah i didn't realize that it wasn't nonami it was no name they had no idea what the name of this kid was and so he was just in the system as no name. And I was like, wow, oh, man. that would be an interesting story about a kid who ends up in the group home, but he doesn't want to be there and he decides he wants to escape. And so that's when Russ came about and I started the whole story of Russ. So that was- Oh, that's cool. That's yeah. You said that you changed the storyline of this one to when you redid the art as well. Uh, was like the main structure still the same? Obviously, like he's still a kid that you know wants to escape an orphanage, but like the end goal, was that still the same or that changed? Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So that changed. So what happened was, and that's the reason why I hit a goal, like a roadblock because 
originally I had him where he was, he still lived in the orphanage, mm-hmm. but he was able to go out of the orphanage on like lunch breaks and kind of meet up with like his friend, Ishel, who's in the story as well. They would meet outside. Oh, and at that okay. point, I was like, if he could just meet outside, then <laughs> he just, could just leave. leave, bro. Like, why are you going back to the, you know, it was like an explanation of, well, he was programmed to come back. And it's like, nah, that's lame, dude. So, so I changed that. That's what I changed. I, I put him in the home. I was like, okay, now okay. you're just in here. Yeah, now like you can't leave. High security. You know? It went yeah, from the high Shawshank. Tech, high security. Yeah. Went from, yeah, yeah, yeah. from the Shawshank exemption to the Shawshank redemption. <laughs> Prisoner asked to leave. Gets granted early access to leave to prisoner has to escape. That's how I see it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just made more sense that way. So, yeah. So, that was one of the major uh, plot points that changed. Who did the eyes on these? Because these are very, like, just vibrant eyes. Just even um, if I can draw your attention just to, like, the fifth page or whatever. Like, yeah. the character's mother and his, I assume next his sister. Uh, has like the most oh, okay, the yeah. vibrant eyes I've ever seen. I've ever seen in comic, like borderline anime eyes, is how I describe them. Yeah. So, so, so the company, um, well, the group of artists, they, they're actually, it's funny, they, they're actually, they were, they were known as Big Cat Studios, and they were in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they, they did the artwork for the story. That, those group of artists have now become an anime studio. So okay. the anime you know, influence was always there. And that's mm-hmm. why that those drawings are there. They're, they're actually uh, Studios Nine Lives. They, they actually have done some like, some small animations for like Transylvania and stuff like that. So they're, mm-hmm. so that, yeah. So that's where that kind of comes from. They, they definitely have that anime kind of like, you know, feel to some of the characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. I was just saying, I'm looking at right now. Oh yeah, that's cool. They did do Caspian, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, just because I was looking at them like, those are like, because in comics, especially Western comics, you don't see, you see, um, yes. eyes, but they're not like that. Was like just very vibrant eyes, just coming through to me. I didn't know if that was something you asked to be in there, or that was just an added bonus. Yeah, no, I, I actually was. So when I, so when I told them about what I wanted, right? I, mm-hmm. I, I was, I was a, a big fan of like Dragon Ball Z, and okay. I was also, I, I don't know if you guys, you guys know the the, the comic book uh, or the or the cartoon, the Boondocks. I don't know if you heard of the Boondocks. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Um. So I saw, so I said to the guys, I said, "Hey, you know what I want? I want the look I want is like a mix between Dragon Ball Z and the Boondocks. I combine that together. It definitely looks like, it, like yeah. as soon as you describe yeah. them, like, yeah, that's definitely that right now. That is <laughs> yeah. that's so awesome. That. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what they did. Yeah, that's exactly what they did. Wow, cool. That's really cool. I like yeah, the yeah. I, I like the concept of like because have you seen Dexter like the yes. Yeah, like the thing about serial killers <laughs> is like they they see their mother die at that certain at like a very specific age, mm. and like mm-hmm. so I I thought that was like like we yeah, didn't the- get to see the continuation of this book. Obviously, it's finished, but like one yes that made me think of like well like maybe they took that memory away for a reason because he's what like what happens to this kid? Yeah, what happens? Going to become kid? a killer? Yeah, yeah. A, lot, a a lot of a lot of what. What I wanted to explore with some of this stuff is if you look at if you look at the way Russ looks, right? He doesn't look normal. Like he's like this seventeen year old, but he's got like a bald head and he's got these big eyebrows and he's like really. And part of the story, a part of his background, is what happened to him even before he was born. Like, so as the story progresses, you're going to see what happens to his mom and why oh, cool. he looks the way he looks. So his appearance is a result of what happened to her. And uh, I kind of wanted to explore the fact that 
you know, yeah, there's this kid that's like different and doesn't look, you know, normal to people, but he's like the most powerful kid in the world. You know, like, so it doesn't matter what you look like. This is his power. His power is like, yo, dude, I can move things with my mind. And like, you know, like, so, so he, so I wanted to kind of explore that being different, but different doesn't mean you're, you know, you're weak or you're, you know, whatever you, 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 you still, you're still powerful. So I wanted message. to explore some of that, which is the reason why he looks so different, you know, and why his mom is, is in the story and why she's there. So as the story progresses, you'll see, you'll see why. Oh, great. Is Russ based off of a person from the group home that you worked at, or is he like based off of you? No. So I, so I, I, so when I created him, I was in college and I was bored in one of the classrooms and I was just doodling a character on the page. And I was like, oh, this is, let me give him some He looked like a little alien at first. And I was like, yeah, that's cool. And, and then I was like, oh, shoot, yeah, maybe I should give him like a, like a story or something. And I put him to the side and I started creating the other characters, like his friends, Kino and back, you know, and I started creating all these little characters. And then when I was working at the at the group home, which is what I used to do on, you know, as, as a part-time while I was in school, I came across that file and, and everything just clicked. I was like, oh my God, this is that character. Like what if Nonami or No Name was this character? And then I put those two things together and that's how the story of, of Russ was born. That's basically where it came from. Oh, cool. Yeah. Let's go back to Wonder Ducks. I'm just gonna, yeah, yeah. yeah, transition hard, hard transition, hard left <laughs> turn. Uh, and anthropomorphic, did I say that right? Yeah, uh, anthropomorphic. Yeah, okay, yeah, anthropomorphic uh, ducks. But then also, um, like, there's a bison and like a chicken. Yeah, uh, yeah there's a whole bunch of little <laughs> creatures. He's a, rat, he's a rat as well. There's a rat, yeah, there's a rat, there's a penguin in there, there's gonna be. There's gonna be a lion in there. There's gonna be all kinds of just animal creatures, and so that goes back to like my love for like Ducktales. Like if you did the look, mm -hmm. if you ever watched the cartoon, the Dudley Boys, right? Like the way the Dudley, the Dudley Boys weren't ducks; they were something else, you know? Yeah. Um. So I, I I wanted to add some of that into into. Recently, I found out those things are called furries. So. <laughs> like I, I I didn't realize that that's what I was doing even when I was doing it back then. So yeah, there there is a lot of that because there's a lot of that influence. I kind of like doing that, like the the whole anthropomorphic um characters involved yeah. in the story. And and Wonder Duck has tons of of, of them. The whole world is just so I decided right. to make them alien planets. You know. Oh uh, okay, full of different creatures. I, I just wanted to know creatures. the rules of the world. Uh, yeah. yeah 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 yeah. Okay, so, that's so there's like a planet of ducks. Yeah. There's a planet, yeah, there's like a planet of ducks, but even within that planet, you know, like, for example, the story starts off in, in Fuhrer, and Fuhrer is just a bunch of, like, you'll see there's a, there's ducks and stuff like that, and then, but this, but he, but, you know, um, his name is Duke, Duke, Duke Dolby, yeah. he <laughs> lives in, he lives in, in planet Faroff, and planet Faroff has all kinds of creatures and it. it's like that that's like yeah. the new york city of 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 like the world like, oh, okay. it's like everybody just come and it's you know it's like there's there's creatures of all from all over the universe or whatever worlds there are around there within that planet so that's why there are different you know that's why you know you see the the bison or the bull or whatever you know garb and all these other okay, the rat and all this other stuff that's why they, yeah. they they're there they, they kind of like you know live in that world i see okay yeah yeah, and can can uh, can the ducks fly? I'm just asking questions. Or is that the no, suit pursuit? So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, the ducks can't fly, right? So the suits, uh, so the okay. suit makes them fly. He, he, they can't fly, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, I made them so that they they just kind of like grounded. Like you guys can't fly now. Like this is yeah. you guys. Everybody's just 
grounded. I see. Um, so yeah, so they don't fly. Yeah, they don't fly. But and it's funny because and then I, there's helicopters and stuff, yeah. so they can. Yeah, I mean, they can. Yeah, lift yeah, yeah. Off, they, but, yes, yeah. yes, they jump in helicopters and all that other stuff. So, so it's it's it, it's it's almost like based on reality, right? Like our reality, but like with these with these creatures and okay. again similar to what they used to do even in the cartoons that i would watch is like the dark room ducks and all that other stuff like he would drive around in that car and you know what i mean and all that other stuff it's like dude just fly bro like you know what i mean <laughs> yeah you have a cape he's a super he has a cape can't fly like so yeah so a lot of that i, I you know i was again influenced by it i decided to go that route and that's where the story kind of like you know keeps going that way and, and also what's, what's the or, oh sorry go ahead eric so I was gonna ask, what was the so not to spoil, but there's like a purple tentacly monster. Is that supposed to be like the the world's equivalent of a bear in that world, or is that so, like so, an alien? So alien? it's like a mutated, yeah. So it's like a mutated. He's got he's like a bear with like like four or five eyes, and he's got tentacles like a like an octopus and stuff like that. So I wanted to I wanted to put really just creepy creatures within the world where they're not that scary where kids are like yeah what the hell so like it's almost like a goofy looking almost like a walrus kind of like ant you know creature yeah. with tentacles on it to make it look kind of you know creepy and weird so uh what's the timeline on this book is this a relatively new project yeah okay so mm -hmm. i finished the book the book was completed and it was printed back i believe it was 20 i, I started again i did it in single issues so mm -hmm. by the time the fourth issue was done, it must have been about 2016. Okay. And then um, and then Darkfire Press picked it up to publish it as a graphic novel. I, I just, you know, I just it was just cheaper to print them that way, to just put it in a graphic novel rather than you know, print the single issues over. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's just more of a shelf life with a, with a graphic novel because now I can put a, an ISBN on it at the bottom and I can sell it in stores. It could, you know, I mean it could live there for a while. Whereas yeah. a monthly book, you know, June comes comes and goes and that's it. You know, July comes. Now I gotta get the next book out. So so yeah. So it's it's a rel it's relatively new, which is why I want to kind of jump on the next part of it and I don't want to wait too long to finish it. So that's why I started I decided to go, all right, let me let me do issue five, which is chapter five, um, now on Kickstarter and then Right after that, I'm just going to go again back into the graphic novel. So there'll be a part two of this. It's another four chapters of it um, that tells the whole story of uh, of the first arc of Wonder Duck. So like, I left, I leave it open for like continuations. You know, like this this saga ends, but you know yeah. we can start off on a new one and then keep going from there. So it can keep going. So is this your second project? Is this your second comic book project or? Um... Yeah. yes completed and then i have other things that i'm working on now yeah right? like that i haven't finished but I'm, I'm currently working on and i hope to have some more stuff out you know within the next couple of years obviously after after one duck is done um take you know bring up oh cool books. yeah no i was just wondering like uh like um if the storytelling changed like for book like for your second project if you're like okay i know what what needs to happen or yeah so basically what happened with with wonder duck right is like i again i once once i go back to that dramatic moment of like oh this uh critic said i suck um <laughs> i dove into just writing so i was just writing 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 so the eight chapters for wonder duck were written they were done so they've been done it's just a matter of oh, okay. you know getting the artist and getting the money together to pay yeah. these artists to do the work that they have to do so the so the writing was done so the writing was done um you know i think 09 i finished everything 
Okay. And it okay. was just a matter of fu- getting everything funded. So yeah. I, I started with one with uh, Russ. I was like, let me get that done, you know, finish that. And then I said to the guys, hey, guys, I have another project. You want to work on this? Yeah, sure. You know, money's right. Let's do it. Boom. Did that. And then recently I, 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 I contacted them to see if they wanted to finish off the, the other four. And sure, they did, you know, like, and they were great guys, dude. Like, I've worked with them for a very long time. So, yeah, yeah. you know, they, yeah. they they do great work. So they were like, yeah, dude, let's finish it. So they were on board to finish the project. So big oh, shout cool. out to them because they were on board we're in, and we're getting it done. It's going to be, you know, hopefully, hopefully by it, by the end of next year, October, I'm hoping that. And you said they're, they're what, where are they located? They're in the Philippines. The Philippines, right. Yeah. How, yeah, how yeah. does, uh. So how does that communication work? Um, so surprisingly, so, okay. So remember, I started working with these guys in the, I'm going to say in like mid 2000s. Yeah. So, so it, it must com- have changed. Since yes. Then, right? So yeah. communication so that, was different back then. So yeah. communication back then was just emails, right? Yeah. I found okay. them. On, actually, I didn't find them. My partner, Sam, found them on DeviantArt. They found okay. them on there. Okay. They did some stuff for him. And he was like, hey, my friend has a project that he wants to work on. So. I contacted them through email, you know, Brian Burrito, big shout out to Brian. He's been great. You know, shot him an email, said, hey, I got this information, wrote up, you know, I wrote up a, a contract, they signed it, sent it back, boom, we got on it. Now, you know, fast forward so many years later, you have Facebook, you have Instagram, you know, it, it, the good old, good old, uh, what you call email still work. So we communicate in different ways. And, and even now it's a lot easier because I can always just, you know, maybe if I wanted to give them a reference for something, I could just snap, you know, just send them something on, on Instagram real quick. Hey, look, I'm oh, cool. Yeah. Or, you know, for whatever background or whatever. Whereas back in the days it was, and, and, the, and the time difference, dude, like right now it's, oh, yeah. it's, it, you know, it's, it's what yesterday there. It's, it's like, morning. It's like no, it's morning. Travel. Yeah, it's morning. Yeah. Right. It's like, yeah. it's like time, time traveling when you deal with this kind of stuff. So, so yeah, so it, it's a little, <laughs> it's a little different, but they're great. They're great. And they've been, they've been, they've been really good. It's funny because you realize the culture changes too, like just the way they draw certain things, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, he wouldn't be wearing that. He would be wearing this, you know, yeah. oh, okay, that's different. You know what I mean? So you, there's a lot more description um, and now, not, now it's less, but back then there was a lot more description that I would. Right. Because they, they didn't get the same um, right. culture. Correct. You know? yeah. Correct. Correct. Yeah. It's a little, it's funny to think of how, you know, I don't want to say we're advanced. I'm just saying like, cause again, I'm, I'm from Ecuador. So I know that even back, even then, then they were like, they were just, they were getting things that we hadn't seen here. You know, even like right. influences yeah. from like Japan, mm-hmm. even in Ecuador, they were, they, I, I was watching manga, you know, as a little kid back in the eighties. And I don't think it was that cool here in the, no, in the States. No. Cause I, no, I would, no. I, I, I would contact my mom cause she was here and I was there and I'd be like, Hey mom, I want this toy. And she's like, what the hell is that? Like, <laughs> there is, that isn't here. You know what I mean? Like, what are you talking about? I was like, Oh man. Cause I thought that everything was in the United States, but yeah. things are different. You know, there, there, there were just differences, but, uh, but yeah, no, they're, they're great. And they, they're, they're, they're just, they're amazing artists. I mean, you, you see what they've done with some of the stuff uh, or even the Castlevania, like the stuff that we've oh, done. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, no, it's, it's amazing. Incredible. Yeah, they're incredible artists, yeah. So I got really lucky with them. I really did. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool, yeah. Cool. Uh, Eric? I don't have anything else, really. I mean, <laughs> it's a good piece of work, and I thought we asked pretty much everything. I wish I was, I wish I was more creative and they had better questions, but... <laughs> We're dumb comic creators. <laughs> nah, dude, this is great. Nah, listen, I, I freaking um, 
I, I've enjoyed just talking about the the, the books themselves. So it's, it's all good, man. It's all good. Yeah, it's been fun having you on. I I pick your brain about podcasting, but I don't know if anyone listening to this podcast wants to hear about <laughs> about uh, how you. No, we could talk. No, we could, I mean, we could talk about yeah. it off air if you want. I have. Um, yeah, we we actually have. Uh, like I was telling you, we've been doing the podcast for a while, and, and I'd love to have you guys on, and we can we can. So did you, did you go to art school? Uh, you no. seem like you're you're kind of involved in the arts. Yeah, no, I didn't. I wish I did. I actually I took that one class in the School of Visual Arts, and it was like an after I would say school program type of thing. It was like a summer uh, class. Okay. Okay. And that's where I met uh, my partner Sam Vera. I met him at that at the, in that class. But I know ne I never like I wish I had been you know like I wish I had taken art classes and stuff like that. I never did. And I, I was I was actually I went to school for like marketing and I started working at an advertising agency after okay. I graduated. And that's where I learned how to use like some of these um, some of these programs to lay out pages because at the time I was working for with a program called Cork Express. We used yeah. to do catalogs, so I used to so I so I knew how to lay okay. out pages. That and, was the precursor the to Adobe uh, Publisher. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, InDesign was like their competitor. InDesign, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Cork Express was done by a completely different company. And, and InDesign basically took them out um, yeah. because everybody just started working in InDesign. And so I, I was able to, so I used a lot of what I learned in that advertising agency as far as laying out books and copy, writing copy and stuff like that. I used a lot of those skills in my comics. So I, so I put everything together. So I send everything to the printers oh, cool. and I do all that. I do all the lettering on my books, yeah. you know, so I do all of that stuff myself. Um, so I'm able to do a lot of the post-production stuff because Graphic of some design. Of that. Yeah. Some of that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Some of the low, like the logos, you know, I did the logos mm -hmm. for Wonder Duck, for Russ. And so I'm able to do all of that stuff because of some of that, because of that background that I had um, with that advertising agency. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a skill set that we share. Yeah, that's funny. I think a lot of writers, comic book writers, yeah, can do yeah. some of that stuff, or at yeah. least they learn how to letter. I've met, Dude. we've met several people yeah. that just learn how to letter because it's so expensive. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know that that and and you're able to make changes even at the very end. Like even yeah. when you thought you finished your book, you're like, ah, that dialogue's that's not working. Let me change it right here, right now, as yeah. I'm lettering the book. And then and throw it in there. So that 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 helps a lot. That helps a lot. But yeah. So through, from from and it's crazy because from the podcasting, we decided to venture into. You know, we we can't stop being comic book creators. So we created a comic book based on the podcast called Catch the Crazies. So <laughs> essentially, we want to be like the number one podcast in the world, right? Yeah. So my partner goes out into the universe and wishes this on the universe and the universe rewards him with these little freaking creatures who supposedly bop people over the head with microphones and, <laughs> and makes them and makes them subscribers to their channel because that's what they want. They want subscribers, what we all want. Right. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah, so the story became Catch the Crazies. I'll show you the cover of it. Oh, this is um, this is Catch the Crazies here. And that's me. And that's my partner there. <laughs> Um, on the cover and uh, awesome. yeah we we did we actually did three um three uh kickstarters for this guy so we're actually on issue number four. Oh wow, wow. <laughs> yeah. so so yeah that's cool. I'll, I'll send you guys a pdf of the first issue so you guys can check it out oh that's awesome but yeah that's so we're awesome. doing that and we're going to be doing more of that uh, my mm -hmm. partner actually has a, a book called forbidden that's on uh indiegogo uh in a few days so he'll be posting that on indiegogo mm -hmm. so yeah, so we, we're busy, man. It, it, you know, that that's part of it. It's just staying busy and staying creative and, and trying to do as, you know, trying to do as much as we can 
we I just we just can't stop creating. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. We just want to keep just writing stories, doing more stuff. Like even the stories that I have are going to be outside of just like the kids stuff that you see. I'm going to get into like you know I'm writing a little darker stuff. Yeah. Know, more you know different things. I just I just, I just like to have that you know like just that flexibility. And I think it just it just helps in the creative process. We're just constantly just creating stories and writing new things and stuff. Well, it's I think fun. your energy is contagious. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I, yeah. <laughs> I think I talk too fast sometimes. I'm like, yo, slow down, George. What are you doing? <laughs> You're great. You're not anything compared to me. So <laughs> when it comes to speed, so I'm talking. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even. That's the worst brag I've ever heard in my life. I can out talk you. Blah, 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 blah. You are, when it comes to me, period. Of talking, <laughs> period. Like, <laughs> I'm the fastest when I talk. I outrace them all. Oh, yeah. God. I also string together senses and words so well. Okay, well, uh, it's been so nice meeting you. Bye. <laughs> all right, thank you so much. Yeah, no, Judge, this has been yeah. really fun. It's been very great. You guys have been great, man. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it, man. So we're plugging, we're plugging Wonder Duck, uh, the Adventures yes. of Wonder Duck. We're plugging uh, Russ, 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 which is on, uh, which is on. So it's on webtoons. It so if you, webtoons, yeah, if you yeah. go to, yeah, if you go to, uh, you know, just type, go to webtoons, type in Russ five three seven. Go to webtoons.com, Type in Russ five three seven seven. It'll come up. And the first, uh, the first episode is in there now. The next one will be out in November. So I'm putting them quarterly. So they'll be out there in November. So you have time. So to go subscribe thing, to that. Out. Yeah, subscribe. Yes, yes. Yeah. please subscribe to that right now. And then uh, the Adventures of Wonder Dog, you can go to uh, go to darkfirepress.com or you can go to get your meds with a Z.com. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure so, Z. Yeah, you're <laughs> let's talk a little bit about your website name. <laughs> no, so, your 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 website name is getyourmeds.com. Yes, yes. What? So so get your <laughs> meds. You get your get your meds. So so I was having a hard time because originally it was Medina uh WIP work in progress, Medina Whip.com. And I was like, ah, Medina Whip sounds like a it, again, I always run into these issues. Like it sounds like almost like an SM website, like whip. We get Medina Whip. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? Let me change that up a little bit. So I, I went with about, get your meds. I, I thought it might be your car site, like like <laughs> oh, yeah, fixed, like old like, antique cars. Yeah. When I heard get your meds, I'm like is he like a drug? Is he like drug dealing? I wasn't gonna lie. Like, get your meds. His friend, his friend went away for ten years, and he's got a website for get your meds. Wait, what? You must have like a a lot of offers from the medicinal marijuana companies, like for this actually, website name. What's funny is I, I like on Instagram, I've gotten um, I've gotten requests to like promote like. Uh, health stuff or like you know just workout you know just workout protein drinks and stuff like that i'm like no it's not that kind of meds but uh but yeah meds play on my name play on, on the name medina so get your medina. meds uh, my stuff get your meds.com yes makes so much sense yes <laughs> so that's where it comes from i mean that's you could change your name uh a la psycho to meds and just like <laughs> so just go meds. by meds yeah, yeah. Yo, what's up, Meds? Or like, how about uh, mad, yeah. mad Meds? Mad Meds. <laughs> mad Meds. <laughs> nice. Yeah, start knocking the doors, kicking doors down. Yo, Mad Meds in the house. Let's go. It's also like a DJ name almost like, yo, Maddie Meds in the house. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. <laughs> Word, like, freaking freak. 
Oh yeah, no, like so many possibilities with the with the name. Now that I think about it, I should have been more creative with it. But yeah, I ended up with Get Your Meds, and now I'm like, I mean, Get Your. It's a talk piece. It's a talk piece. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The logo is actually you can barely see it, but you see the uh, the the hat. It's uh, Get Your Meds. It's got like a little bile, and it's got like little. Like, <laughs> yeah. So you're yeah, leaning so really into it. it. <laughs> I just played it out. I, I'm in. I'm all in now. I'm all in. I'm That's going so all in now. Okay. That's it. All right. <laughs> so uh get your meds uh dot com. It's yes. his name's George Medina. Thank you for coming on our show. The Dude, only podcast so much, in uh about No. <laughs> <laughs> no, what's really funny is like uh no, like I, I actually thought of that as a bit like two days ago before I found out that you had a podcast. So <laughs> Seriously, I, I'm not kidding. I got to the end of uh, Wonder Duck, and then it's like, oh, listen to our podcast about indie comic books. And I was like, You're like, wait, what? Oh, cool. <laughs> this is going to be <laughs> hilarious. It was a sign, dude. It was a sign. It was a sign. Yeah. Totally a sign. Oh, uh, no, but I'm glad. I'm glad that actually uh, Psycho uh, told me about you guys because he said, dude, I talked about you in the show. You know, we're going to actually, we're working on that crossover, Bionic Caveman and Wonder Duck. And it's an eight pager. Yeah. I wrote it. Yeah, I wrote it. He sent me the first two pages. Those things look sick. And so I can't wait till till he finishes it. So I'll be lettering that and I'll, I'm gonna oh, send cool. it out to get it colored. Cool. And so yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun, man. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be his character, my character combined, and it's gonna wait, be wait. Are you gonna letter by hand? No, I'm I'm gonna I told oh. <laughs> I, so I told him I, and I, you know, it, the other <laughs> thing is it's not even getting colored by hand, it's all gonna be digital Ooh. coloring. Oh. So Yes, I, I, and when I was listening, so I'm listening to you to your show, and I'm listening to the interview, and I'm like, I wonder if he's talking about just like pencils and inks. Like maybe he doesn't mean coloring needs to be digital. <laughs> I hope he doesn't because he's gonna be really surprised when he sees the coloring on this oh, book. No. But, uh, yeah, no, it's good. We're looking forward to it. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. Oh, that's so awesome. I can't. like, I can't take the. He's like Joe, so they're just like, here, I fix it for you. He's like colored pencil over everything. <laughs> <laughs> He would, he would. He, he totally would, do it would. Too. I actually, he sent me a, a piece, um, and I'll, I'll send you guys a copy of it. I'll send you a, a copy of it. He sent me a piece of the two characters together, and I went ahead and I colored it. It's actually on my on my Instagram, so I'll, you guys can check it out. It's um, it's it's the two characters, and I colored it. I colored it digitally. I said, "Here, I'm gonna color it." So I colored. And I sent it to me. He was very. He was like, he was like, "Yo, this looks great." So I think I think he when he says talking about that raw art, it's just the pencils and inks. But oh, I'll, okay. I'll have to yeah. I'll have to confirm. But yeah, yeah big shout out to sure. Psycho. <laughs> he's great. He's great. So, <laughs> he's fantastic. Yeah. Oh, he's amazing, dude. He's amazing. So yeah, it's gonna be fun. But yeah, looking forward to that. And yeah, no, thank you guys so much for having me on here. Yeah, thanks that. for coming on. Uh, yeah, we'll absolutely. we'll talk to you again soon. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Uh, special thanks to George Medina for the great interview and the great books for us to read. Really fun interview. Yeah. Really, really fun. Nice guy. All the links are in the description of this episode. So go check it out. Check uh, out his get, podcast. Get your meds. Like yeah. Check it all out. Mm-hmm. Really cool. Hey, Keegan, I got a question for you. Uh, oh. No, you-, you can't have the stray cat that I found this week. That nah, wasn't it, but okay. <laughs> I'm sorry to uh, hurt your feelings. Uh, thanks for nothing. You suck. Um, uh, but no, my question is: Have you read any comics lately? Uh, yeah, I read the comic called oh, Kane. Yeah. Oh, 
I stepped on your little pre-recorded. Uh... <laughs> pre-recorded? Yeah, your little. You wrote down like a little dialogue. Oh, yeah. what's oh. the name of the comic? What's the Ooh. name of the comic? Ooh. Ooh. So cheesy, so cheesy, but yet so brilliant. Okay, yeah. So we read Kane number one mm-hmm. and a preview of number two by Jay Taylor Campbell and illustrated by uh, Allison Shepard. Yeah, and it was there, and they were our guests last week. If you want to go back and listen to the episode, uh, they did. Their for this is their first comic book together, like both of them, their first yeah. comic. Yeah, so uh, I'm gonna give a little leeway here, uh, but but honestly, it doesn't need much leeway. It's, it's I mean, it's yeah, good. There's there's it's a good comic, it's a solid read. Um, I I do have one problem with it, which I'll explain. But other wait, than wait, that, wait. Yeah, okay, yeah. So but what, we'll get to that later. What is the uh, what's what's this comic about, Eric? So this comic, as described by Jay Taylor Campbell, is <laughs> just call him Taylor. Just call him Taylor. <laughs> Taylor, yeah, too. Taylor Campbell is that it is Scooby Doo meets Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which is the best way I could, which is the best way you could put it, because it follows a group of people dealing like with demons, vampires. Wait, I thought it was Buffy meets um, those those demon hunter guys oh buffy it was right i'm wrong that's how i described it was buffy meets scooby his way it was buffy meets supernatural yeah 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 also both are great too well the reason why i thought buffy meets scooby doo is because buffy calls themselves a scooby gang and that's why oh okay okay so that's my fault but aren't they all just hunting for demons and weird things yeah and like aren't they all basically the same group of people they are basically like they could exist in the same universe easily because there's vampires in supernatural there's demons in supernatural there's vampires in buffy there's demons in buffy maybe not in scooby-doo it's always an old man in a mask yeah we got away for it too was it for you meddling kids yeah yeah <laughs> what if all these uh buffy creatures are just old men <laughs> she just keeps <laughs> well what's interesting old is in the face. <laughs> there is a scooby-doo episode in supernatural as oh, we talked yeah. about as taylor talked about but there is no uh, but there is no scooby-doo episode in buffy because there was they would share the universe meaning that they were all in the same world yeah that'd be weird mm-hmm. it would be I don't know enough about Supernatural, even though like I've seen a lot of episodes. I don't. I still don't know a lot about it. So I've seen all the episodes, but yeah. Oh, cool. Cool. You binged it? I I didn't binge it. I I binged the first four seasons because uh, my old roommates used to love the show, and so we binged it together, kind of like a way to hang out. Oh, cool. Uh so we are. So all right, but what's the comic actually about? <laughs> It follows a group of kids, uh, not kids, like young adults, okay. uh, specifically Christian Lee, uh, Christian Lee Kane, um, just known as Kane, hence Kane. Name His enemies know him simply as Kane. Mm-hmm. And he is dealing with demons and vampires and all that good stuff throughout the night. And it's kind of just following his adventures. 
Okay. Um, but like even like his girlfriend slash like future wife isn't out of the fray either. Right. So um what what do we do now? We we talk about like the art without we, talking about the colors or yeah, we start talking about the art first. Yeah, or the or inking, just like the I guess the penciling. The penciling, yeah. yeah. Um the penciling I think is solid. Um I think it's just I the way I would describe it as a miniature painting per comic panel because it's not in the sense like it looks like somebody's like doing like miniature paintings like is how i would describe it how do you mean by that um so a lot of times in comics there's just like a lot of like action that's like just takes place throughout the entire thing and there's not just one character that's super at the forefront there's just like a lot of like like so in comics there's not like there's like they try to like draw your focus to like specific things but in this case all the focus is almost always drawn to me to the face um stuff like that okay so like so yeah so stylistically it's different than right uh like mm-hmm. more more traditional comic book art yeah. yeah yeah stylistically that's why i would say it's more like a painting stylistically it's very much a miniature painting it's how i describe each one yeah Okay, so when I think about it, it's it's very like rendered out art. Mm-hmm. Like the the faces all have like a lot more definition than yeah. I think the more modern comic book style is like mm-hmm. it's more of an illustration. You know, that's if, a good you, if you asked an illustrator to like draw hundreds of panels for a comic book, I think that that kind of shows up here. You know, but I will say Kane too looks a lot more like a like your average kind of comic book. Like, mm-hmm. um, like the thing about this book where I'm like, it's their first book, Kane one. You know, I you can see by the end it's it's different than the the beginning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just well, even the, so, the coloring and every and the yeah, inking it yeah it changes a lot. Well, if you remember Allison or what Allison said, it was she put in a like her style and the way she drew uh, between pages one and ten of the first issue to the end is very it was very very different. So like she used to have um, on average I think eight layers per page on the first ten issues, and then she went down to I think uh, she went down I think think she had that to like only four, which is about the normal amount. So right, right. It's just a very different way in that. She went from having so so many to like, like to those like to the point of those over detailed like almost yeah. Cost, you almost can see that because like the the backgrounds. So like one of the things with comic book art that we learned trying to do the December drawdown was like the backgrounds are usually not rendered very well. Yeah, because nobody is gonna zoom in and look at them, you know, and yeah. also like cinematically camera lenses like don't pick up backgrounds they're just blurry because that's the way lenses work so like comic books try and kind of recreate the photograph Mm -hmm. um and also narratively draw your eye to what's important but like her backgrounds in the first few panels of issue one are like very detailed in the background i mean you can see the lawnmower that's leaning against the garage on page on page two you know Mm -hmm. so uh so that's i mean it's very interesting art choices and yeah i i thought it was cool i really liked it yeah no i thought like, your artwork is fantastic again you can see the lawnmower 
um, if you look at page uh, four, not page four, page five, the background like with the starry night or whatever is just again it's just mesmerizing stuff like that. But yeah, yeah. So and that just super well penciled in, and then so she did a fantastic job with that. Right. Okay, so I guess let's talk about the coloring. Uh, let's talk about the story real fast. The story real fast. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is kind of where I kind of hit my problem with the only my biggest problem with this place, which is kind of a they kind of threw you into the deep end without like <laughs> like they don't have like the person like to like kind of draw you into the world. They're just like, this is it, you're here. And like the best you get like a like they kind of give you like the page one, they kind of give you the answer, or they give you like the reading, like with Christian Lee, all his stuff that but i kind of feel like i felt like i first like i had to reread this a couple of times to get what was going on just because it was just so far in the deep end so quickly really that, like i didn't yeah that was my problem with this like i okay. felt like like i didn't feel like i knew the world at all i just kind of felt i was super deep in here okay so to me i'm gonna disagree completely um like uh, completely <laughs> the opposite I, I thought it was good that it started with something already happening. I mean, um, to be fair, I did think that this like really long exposition box on page one mm -hmm. was annoying and not, and not proper for a comic book. Yeah. Uh, although a lot of comics do it, you know, they set up the whole story on, on like a splash page, you know, with yeah. like millions of little boxes. I've seen that like in, in certain, you know, uh, okay. Well, like like comics about Deadpool even mm -hmm. <laughs> will have like really long, but those are like catching you up on the mm -hmm. ongoing series, right? Sometimes. You know yeah. what I'm talking about? Have you seen that before? Yeah, I've seen that before. It happens a lot. Um, okay. Like you, you have the exposition dump because like they always want to get everyone like, this is where I, because the author wants to get, this is where I'm at. This is where the point of the story takes place. Yeah. This is what's happening. So like, do you want to waste time like learning about who the hell Kane is, or do you want to just like get into like what's going to happen in this story? You I know? do, and consider that like, like each page costs money yes. <laughs> to make. I, no, I understand why he did that way, and like, and, like it makes sense. But like, I'm just saying that like I'm just thrown into the deep end of storyline, and I don't know who like like it didn't realize I didn't know if, like the first character was Kane. The one that says outlaws on his hat, or if it was this gentleman with the red sweater. Okay, but didn't you get the context clues of like him being not the, the goofy sidekick? Yeah, yeah, I get that <laughs> kind of, but still. I mean, it says Kane. I mean, it says Kane, and he's sitting there in in the first page. That's Kane. Yeah, except in the background, but his head and then he in. sneaks out. I mean, it's it flows. It, he mm. sneaks out of the, the window. I disagree with this. I I don't think I don't think that's a justified. Okay, I don't you think are. you're justified, but but I understand where you're coming from. You I understand where you're coming from, but I, I I think it's I disagree with it. I, I wouldn't have it. the same issue. You're definitely allowed to have that. I mean, you yeah. Tell me why you couldn't? I mean, I would say like what a, a little more confusing was like when they like split up and like were following the his friend, you know. Yeah. And that house thing with the woman, that was a little more confusing. But then it was instantly kind mm -hmm. of like followed up with what yeah. that was, you know. So like, 
uh, I, thought, also, I, like, I thought the writing was very interesting. I thought, like, no, I think, turns. Like, I think it's like it's like I was saying, like, that's my only problem with it. And then, oh, and like, but I think like the storyline was a good storyline. I thought that the plot was interesting. I thought there's a lot of good turns. I agree with you all on that part. I just felt that like he kind of getting, I just thought it was like it was just thrown to the deep end, which I wish like he had done like a little bit more introduction to the characters, like kind of dragged it present slowly, which. Again, he doesn't have to, but he did. But like, <laughs> well, I'll, like, I'll say I'll say this: like, uh, we we gave the art a pass because she used ten layers on the first couple of pages. Like, I, I think the writing gets a little bit of a pass on that too. I, again, no, because like, if you look at Kane two, which we're only sort of talking about here, mm-hmm. the. Uh, I mean, there's barely any words, and you know exactly what's going on. Yeah, right? well, that's I also mean, the point, though, too, is like at this point, if I have didn't get what's going on with Kane two at this point, that's really bad because like he's <laughs> like I had Kane one to get what's going on, and I do get what's going on with all that. So that's okay. Why I like it. Um, so you just didn't like the beginning. I didn't like the beginning, and he also will introduce characters without really introducing characters. So like, um, he he get he's very good at like just like getting into the deep end which is like i do like the idea that like this is a world that already i really like how he does like this is a world that already exists but we're not necessarily introducing to the world you just know that the world already exists so like there's a character that has a beard with a plaid shirt who i didn't know who that was at all and then like i knew that he was part of the gang stuff like that and then like they went to go see the psychics and the psychics (laughs) were really cool i really like that that was a great idea and i thought it was a very interesting concept but i'm like who is this character and like we don't really to that which is like it's a it's a okay. very good and then like again like he does a lot of stuff too like where like he like nina the new person like who is this person but she's there and kind of like you you had to like if you you had to be able to jump on board with him and if you do jump on board with him it's a fantastic read but he's kind of like you jump on board with me wait 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 was, so so let's let's flip let's flip to like came two. did you have the same issues I thought no, there was a actually, lot of character development in that. There was a lot of character development in Kane 2, which I thought was great because okay. he was like, I thought again, he wasn't like introducing like, like Miranda new characters, just like this is a new character. He's like, no, this is like stuff like, like, because like he goes into this world or whatever. And he's like, Stell, how are you here? I'm like, I'm like, okay, we have a character introduction. That's fantastic. Right. And we're doing this. And there's like this whole backstory to this character, but like, that's very intriguing to me. Like, it's just kind of, like I want to learn more about this because I think like he, okay, so, he so ramps up to it. Yeah, I so I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say like let, let's continue our review, but like under the under the like let's let's flip it and like both talk about also talk about Kane two as like did they fix it because yeah. I think first comic books get a pass. Like no. they get first a pass. Comic books, it, you get a pass. You're literally like, learning how to do it. And it yeah. takes a hundred thousand hours no. of effort. I mean, it's so hard to make a comic Kane book. Two yeah. is honestly one of the best supernatural reads I've ever read. It is yeah. a very interesting story. It is a very well illustrated thing. And I want to like, and it got to, and I'm like, I want to know what's, ha- I, I want to know what's happening. That like, I want to know more. I want to see where this character's going. Whereas, Kane one, I was like, who are like, like who is everybody here? It Why are they here? Harder to follow. Yeah. It was a lot harder to follow. Whereas Kane two, 
I felt that like all of the like all the mistakes that if he had any. But I would also say like the the end of Kane one was easier to follow. Kane one, well, yeah, Kane one the ending was very easy to follow. I thought it was right very because they were learning as they went. Yeah. yeah, so like again, it was they even said like there was a learning process for both of them. And right. I thought though at the end of Kane one, very good ending, very solid read. I yeah. thought Kane two was also just a very very good read and very good everything. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so what about the inking? I thought that the inking on both was really, really good. Again, I really, really like the art on this one. Um, yeah, they were the inking like I mean, it's it's illustration it's style. Illustration it's not style. really too much like stylized inking beyond mm -hmm. like, and and it's hard to talk about any of this because it's all the same artist, you know. Yeah. Sometimes when it's different people, we we talk about it more, but. Yeah, the art is just really unique and very really interesting. Yeah. That's why I really liked it. Was the art was really unique, really interesting, and, and appropriate to the the genre too. Yeah, what I also liked about the artwork though too is that like she does like a lot of bold colors, mm -hmm. and she makes like whereas a lot of times with art like they'll kind of shade them together, like they'll break, like they'll gradually make one object into another object, so like that they kind of almost look similar. Oh, She's yeah, very yeah. good at like. Like this would like if this was ever made into a 3D comic, it wouldn't. I would not be surprised. Like almost like just because like how the artwork works, you could definitely have, like certain characters come out because they already pop out already. Oh, okay. What's so, a yeah. 3D comic? It's like where like certain characters are like three dimensional. Like they come out like like oh. you know if you put on 3D glasses, certain characters would be popping out. Oh yeah. Oh cool. So like um just again for example. I learned something the, today. At the bottom of page uh, seventeen, yeah, um, they've got the two characters just like talking, uh -huh. um, and like you could easily have those characters just pop out because they already are popping out to me. Two characters talking. Yeah, the person with the purple oh, okay. sweater, and then the uh, and then yeah, uh, the other yeah character. yeah okay, yeah yeah yeah, uh, okay, cool, cool. Yeah, I see it. Mm -hmm. That chair is massive behind his head. <laughs> See that? I have to go back the chair, to that the chair in the background. That is a massive chair, actually. The chair should pop out too. <laughs> uh, yeah. And also the pool table pop out. Make it really weird. Like, why are these pool table out with them? Yeah, that chair is not. Well, the pool table looks correctly sized for where it should be in the house, but that chair, I don't know where that chair is. Somebody's holding that chair up. <laughs> Like, hey, you want a chair? Well, I think he's on a couch. That's why. It's so, like the couch is like the chair is clearly jealous of the couch. He's like, you know, like the couch. She's sitting. She's sitting on an ottoman, or or else that frame. I thought she was no sitting on his, I thought she was sitting. Oh, she is sitting on an ottoman. If you go up to the top of the page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the, so like that's it's a weird frame, but that's yeah. where she is. She's on an ottoman. Well, I mean, the, also, I do like that though too. That like that, like you have to pay attention. You oh, see the his chair room. comes back in other in other places. Why is it just in front of a door? That's like a. I'm convinced it's a possessed chair. The chair's like. <laughs> <laughs> I want a whole comic about this chair yeah. that's just in a doorway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I hope I hope that comes back in future uh, editions. <laughs> if you're listening to this, Taylor. Uh, okay. Um, what about the we talk about the um lettering lettering we, we talked about the lettering we talked a little bit but the lettering for the first one i thought he had a super unique concept that they came up together where each character for the most part had their own colored bubbles 
Yeah. Which I really, really liked just because. You did. Yeah. I thought yeah, it was I really great. It. I thought it was great yeah. too. We talked about that when we were interviewing them last time. I thought it was a really cool concept and it made it easier for us to follow like who's talking where because. Um, sometimes. Uh, sometimes. <laughs> but sometimes like, no, it was like, crazy. But yeah. Sometimes it was crazy, but like, like it, that's, it took a lot of effort and it also made it so it's easier to follow like who's talking and who's paying attention. So. It so, so the flip side of that was like, did it take away from some of the artwork? Maybe, I, you know, because it was color and it messed up the color of the scene. But like they did fix the color to like kind of work with the yeah, colors I, already I, there. Yeah. I say no. I say it actually did not do it because if they had done colors that matched other things in the artwork, it would have, but I don't think they did that. Okay. Um, so like, if there was like purple, like if there was purple in one spot and there was purple in the other parts, they wouldn't, they would try to avoid that. Yeah, I see that. So, like, they would do purple, like, in a character in a scene that's mostly green and yellow. Or they yeah, honestly, I, I liked it a lot. I think, I, um, lot. I, I think it added to the tone of the comic, too. Yeah, I'm upset they dropped it in Kane 2. That was, are you well, upset because we liked Kane 2's everything yeah. kind of like we were like, oh, Kane 2's all put together as a comic, but like. Part of that is the fact that it's all <laughs> lettered yeah, that professionally. That's true. I mean, and to talk about Kane One's lettering, you can see that they didn't know some of the rules about lettering comics, yeah. you know. With, and I'm sure they know this, you know. Mm -hmm. with, um, so, I, but what we did like was the color backgrounds. Yeah. <laughs> we thought color those were cool. Really good. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I thought it made it really easy to read, you know, mm -hmm. which is funny because like maybe if it all been white, it would have been hard to read because the first issue is kind of hard to read yeah. because of it's a first issue and it's they were learning issue. and like, and like you said, you were confused, but like the color lettering actually helped you out. Yeah. <laughs> so it, like, yeah. It's like, it's definitely a tutorial of like, this is what's going on. This is what this character is saying. Like, it's a very well like yeah. way to do it, especially in the first uh, episode. One thing I thought about was the, like, there's a lot of dialogue. It was like a TV show amount of dialogue. Well, and I thought that was cool too. <laughs> like, I yeah, really, well, I actually really enjoyed see, reading this, you know? No, there is a lot of dialogue. And I thought it was done very, very well. So it was definitely nice to see yeah all that stuff so and and the comic like this uh like just having people one or two words to each other it, it's a very boring situation but like since everyone had something to say it was kind of nice too um okay so i think we're at the je ne sais quoi uh je ne sais quoi uh that's a french term yes it is yep um it, it, the je ne sais quoi is like he has like a ready built universe already mm -hmm. out there by issue one. Like honestly, even before issue one, it looks like he already has a ready built universe, which I, again is a great concept. It's a great thing to see, like just right away off the bat that he's like, I, 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 this is already a three D universe. Like let's go and let's go and explore this universe with these characters. Yeah. Um. So that's what it is. Like he already like. He already has like the universe built by the time he gets in, which is kind of a great idea, right? Um, like, cause like again, 
like part of like the thing that like you liked about it was that like you already had this universe here whereas the part with me i was like let me get introduced to this universe oh uh, okay yeah that's true mm-hmm. um for me i think it was the the universe too i i guess like you could tell that these characters have existed in in other situations for a while yeah like they clearly um, know each other clearly familiar with each other i i don't stuff. know like like i know he said that he came up with this before supernatural and like i but i was like so convinced that this was like based on supernatural somebody who'd watched supernatural you know well, the only thing that like is super supernatural as to me, the biggest thing is the demon circle, yeah. which uh, it contains a demon because that's like literally taken right from the part of supernatural. But uh, I would believe him. I would take him as word about that. Like, there's no reason I don't think he would lie about that. Oh no, I didn't think he was lying. But like when I was reading it, that's that was my impression. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, this is like this guy really likes supernatural and kind of did yeah. his own comic following that but like um it's it's really well done like that's the thing like it 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 can it can cross over and things can be similar but like if it's a straight ripoff or it's not a good story you're like more prone to be like oh this comic but this comic like not that way and definitely came to like yeah came to like uh the second issue builds so well on what's going on um i don't want to ruin anything but like yeah i really liked where that one went you know the preview um and i I actually think you didn't like where it went but (laughs) no i like i like where it went uh especially in kane 2 i just didn't like where it started off was how i do it like i would almost like i almost wished that like he goes, he ramps so far into the world so quickly that, like, I kind of got lost. Whereas I wish he, like, would kind of gently got me in there more. Yeah. That's just how I describe it. Cool. So on a rating between uh, getting um, stabbed in the heart uh, mistakenly by Buffy mm-hmm. because she thought you were a vampire to getting stabbed in the heart by Cupid's arrow as you're talking to a like a pretty girl that or or guy or or whichever that, that means i would fall in love with that person and they wouldn't fall in love with me it's not that doesn't work out great they, that's a one-sided love oh really <laughs> yeah it's like they, i don't know how cupid's arrows work. so cupid's arrow works is that whoever you get stabbed by first the first person you look into you fall in love instantly but they don't necessarily fall in love with you it had to be both arrows at the same time for okay all right all right so the arrow goes through both of you <laughs> we'll go <with> that. <laughs> it goes straight through you there's an exit wound. <laughs> oh my back! Oh. And, it, and it hits, uh, hits your significant other. Okay. And it's summertime, so you're having like a nice summer romance. Um, I would describe it as a nice, brisk conversation with Buffy. I think you would get the witticism that Josh Whedon offers, which is despite his flaws that we now know about him, but he is a very good at writing like whippy or like, snappy dialogue. Yeah. I think I would. I think you enjoy that, but again, like it's not perfect. You don't like find you're truly happy ever after this comic. It's not a perfect comic, but not I the first one. But the second the one, one builds, and uh, we're looking one, forward to seeing yeah, more. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing more of the second one. Cool. Um, and 
and so yeah, that's how I describe it as like a good conversation with Buffy. You're not getting stabbed with her, but you're definitely getting a nice something out of it. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. Okay, so rating this rating between uh, jumping or belly flopping into the deep end of the pool. <laughs> okay. From the high dive. All right. To uh, being given a Picasso original painting uh, for free. <laughs> wow. You know, there's like 4,000 Picassos though. Like the, like he painted like three he a day. Yeah, he, he painted, painted a lot. A ridiculous amount. Uh, okay, so I'm just saying it's not that rare. Okay, let me see some. How much people are you... using Picasso's like toilet paper in Europe? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> what are you looking up? How much do Picasso paintings cost? I mean, and... they're like millions of dollars. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's nothing to sneeze about. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying, I you know, you see one Picasso, you see them all. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, okay. The so... average price. Uh, Picasso is about nine million, nine million dollars. Okay, all right. So I would, I would say, <laughs> this is a really hard rating from belly flop to Picasso painting. Yeah, they're not even in the same world. <laughs> they're not like, uh, yeah. I have to like come up with something uh, that connects these two. Really okay, weird things. fine. No, okay. no, 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 no. I'll do it. I'll do, do it. it. Okay. Uh, this comic is like uh, jumping off the high dive and perfect dive, but you accidentally landed on a Picasso painting that was in the pool and like ruined it. <laughs> That's so, like, horrible. No, but like judges still gave you tens. So the judges still gave you tens. So you're still in gold, but the <laughs> art world hates you. Yeah. Oh, we got a, we got a friend. Yeah, yeah. For those that are just listening to the podcast, uh, one of Keegan's cats just she jumped on because he wanted to be part of the podcast. He sure did. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so, um, but I, I think this comic yeah, has a lot of greatness to it, a lot of great things going for it, great characters, a good solid world. Um, and the artwork is really strong. And, uh, and but unfortunately there's like one or two i mean there's one or two things about everything that like kind of keep it from being a really solid work you know mm -hmm. which a lot of the and again like there's no picasso painting in kane 2 <laughs> in kane 2's pool you know yeah. you're, you're not belly you're not belly flopping on either of these yeah, how'd I do? Just had a good connection. I think it's a good connection, yeah. <laughs> okay. Although, like, I think, like, if I were to dive onto a Picasso painting and I like, break it, I'm like, oh, man, I don't care if I get gold. I'm gonna need like a huge endorsement deal just to like, pay off the first one, pay off the painting. No splash, Eric. No splash. No splash. You didn't put it in the pool. You just oh, yeah. were diving. Yeah, you're just diving. If somebody threw a Picasso painting in the pool, I'd be really upset. It's like, <laughs> like, why would you do that? I mean, that person is I horrible. mean, doing that would be art, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I'm just saying. Make yeah. a re remix. Uh, cool. So, yeah. Thanks again for coming on the podcast. Uh, and go check out Kane. They're doing another Kickstarter for Kane 1 and 2. Mm -hmm. And it's going towards a good cause. Uh, 
as well as getting to read the comic. So yeah. link yeah. in description. Yeah. Taylor Campbell and Allison Shepard, thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, thanks to our guest today, George Medina. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like, no, I disagree with our catchphrase. Once again, we're dumb comic creators, the only indie comic No, com- we're not, podcast. though. We're not. I listened a bunch. I literally started reading them off of the Google. Yeah, but uh, but do you listen to any of them? Actually, no, I don't. So, so if a uh, podcast records in wait, the forest. As of right now, I don't. But as of tomorrow, I'll probably be listening to Catch the Craze podcast. So that okay. will no longer be true. So I don't think we can have it that way. I, I so it could be our if you could be our catchphrase for today, but as of tomorrow, it can no longer be our catchphrase. Well, we are dumb comic creators, one of two <laughs> indie comic podcasts. But by Wednesday, I might be listening to a third, so that doesn't work either. Oh my god! But good, I, we were so close, but we just happened to not be the first and only. All right, fine. Something else next week, I guess. We'll, we'll think of something else. We'll, we'll workshop it. Okay, we'll workshop it. We'll workshop uh, it. Uh, once again, I'm Keegan. This is Eric, and we are dumb comic creators. We need a catchphrase. Now you get it. Now we are dumb comic creators. Not we are podcasting. Well, we we are podcasting. <laughs> what are you talking about? We whatever. are. Pod- we are podcasting. Yeah. Whatever. Bye. Bye. <laughs>